Hi, Claudia. Hi, Kitty. How are you today? Ah, oh, Claudia, I'm very well rested, I have to say. <laughs> are you specifically for the topic of rest? I'm so proud. Exactly, for this very calm, relaxing, contemplative topic of rest and happiness. Yes. So if you haven't guessed yet, today is our fourth burst of happiness dedicated to rest. And what we'll be trying to explore is what is rest and how meaning, numbers, ordinary moments and play can help us to rest better. Very well put. So Kitty, you mentioned that you rested today, but generally, are you good at resting? This is a very interesting question. I've written a lot of notes and I've struggled to answer that question myself <laughs> because I've got two polarizing opinions on what rest is. And actually, I don't know what rest is, Claudia. <laughs> <laughs> Great, okay. Okay, let's then take one step back. What is rest then? What specific definitions do you have? Well, for me, when I think about rest, it's very still and stopping and like a weekend. Okay, so you work hard in the week and you rest at the weekend. And what does that mean? It means, and this is where I struggle because actually for me, change is a rest and the phrase, the change is as good as a rest. Everything that I was writing about my reflections on this month and in it, how it related to rest, it was all based around change. And so when you ask me, am I good at resting? Yes, I'm very good at change and feeling rested from change, but I'm not very good at sitting still and not doing anything. And that's where I really struggle with rest is the quiet moments of rest. Mmm, how interesting and insightful that is. Okay, yes, because I must say, I, in the beginning, when I start thinking about rest, I was thinking, okay, similar to you, if rest is sitting still and doing nothing, then I'm terrible at it. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's much more easier for me to be busy and doing something than being rested as in fully stopping and not doing anything. Yeah. But when I start researching a rest, rest is actually about activities that are about unwinding and calming mm. our minds and recharging and restoring us. And it doesn't necessarily mean sitting down and being still. So when I started looking into different types of rest, then I thought, hmm, I'm actually not that terrible at it. Yeah, that's how I felt as well. When I was like, okay, if Claudia will agree that act some activities are rest, which... I sort of knew you would because we've talked about it before, then I am good at rest in some ways. But I did also see that there's an opportunity for me to rest in a way that I find difficult now to get quite a lot more from it. You will be, well, very happy to know, actually, that there are different types of rests in our life. Have um, There is a TED talk by Dr. Sondra Dalton-Smith. She's a physician and a researcher, and she actually speaks about rest in terms of restoration in seven key areas of our life. We have physical rest, which can be active or passive, mental, 
sensory, creative, emotional, social and spiritual. Oh, wow. Yes, I see them all very clearly. When I think about them in that context, I suddenly feel that, oh, I'm not that bad in terms of the rest because I write my morning pages and that's a mental rest because you're parking your thoughts. I do some yoga, so that's physical rest. I meditate, so that's spiritual rest. And now we're recording this podcast, which is a social type of rest. So Mm. I was like, "Mm, lots of nice rest packed into my Sunday morning. Maybe I'm not that terrible at rest as I thought. I love that um, if anyone was going to make rest sound quite um, busy, it would be us. <laughs> it's, it's actually not even midday and Claudia has done one, two, three, four, five types of resting. <laughs> exactly, exactly. This is my new challenge, not how busy I am, but how busy I am with rest. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but another very interesting thing in her video was that she was saying that sleep and rest are not the same thing. Although many of us incorrectly confused the two. And that was mind blowing for me because I, in the past, definitely tried to fix an ongoing lack of energy by getting more sleep. Yeah. Only to then find out that the next day I still don't feel very good anyway. Yeah. And that's exactly what she says. Sleep, yes, is restorative. We need good night's sleep, but it's not the same as rest. And you should still have those seven types of rests in your week on top of normal, good sleep hygiene. Sleep hygiene. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? (laughs) So since we established that we are not that bad with resting... However, I must say that I, in preparation for this episode, I was trying something funny. That is, you know, when people usually ask you, how are you? Then we have this Mm. kind of habit of saying, I'm fine, I'm busy. Because we think that busyness is a progress, is our badge of honor. Yes, I'm busy, therefore I am worth something. So I started last week answering differently. I started to answer like, oh, I'm rested or yeah, I'm happy, I'm calm. And people just didn't know what to do with this. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. I love that so much. <laughs> because if you think about it, if someone says, oh, I'm busy, then our response is, that, oh yeah, I'm busy too. And then you start talking how yeah. busy it is. But when I was saying, oh, I'm rested or I'm happy or I'm calm or anything else, people were just like, okay, what do I do? What am I supposed to do with this answer? you know that's so good I think everyone's I think it's talked about quite a bit about that everyone says they're so busy 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 and I think that this is a wonderful response because also it would set the tone and and also you say things they do end up becoming that it's like a affirmation or the way you present things what you put out into the world is how you end up feeling so yeah I feel calm that's so nice I love it I think people need a little bit more time to get that answer and think because they needed to think how they feel to respond and they Mm. they would then respond like after a while they'll be like oh I actually feel calm too or you know (laughs) and they needed to do this bit of assessment of how do I actually feel today (laughs) Kitty okay we said that we are actually not that bad at resting but 
I'm sure we can improve our resting style. Yeah. Especially that we don't like necessarily doing nothing. And doing nothing, it is a part of rest as well. Let's be Mm. honest. It is definitely a part of rest. So how can we rest better? Me and you or the world? Wow. Um, I've written in capital letters when under my notes are against meaning, meditation, because I think that is where I struggle and I think it's when you're hard on yourself for what you haven't done or what you're not doing or giving yourself the space to just be into what you're doing right now and giving yourself a bit of a grace that you know what you need and I think that's where some meditation comes in and I've written in capital letters because I don't do it and when I was writing about meaning because the question we posed was how to be still when we want to be productive I found that very very hard Mm -hmm. and so how we can rest better I think it's being a bit more forgiving for me anyway being more forgiving of myself when I am taking those moments to rest and trying to step away from the thoughts that are a bit more dominant that I should be doing something else Mm. oh yes I can relate to that so much the moment I stop as you say even if it's about breaks during a working day and I try to have my mini meditation or mini mindfulness break for just five minutes I mean five ten minutes right I get the same I get this but you should but here is another email but you haven't finished you get those thoughts I agree Mm. so I completely can relate to that and I also felt that meaning was helpful to deal with them because in situations like that I try to remind myself why rest is important to us and what are the actually benefits of rest Mm. So if I'm feeling rested, then I'm definitely happy, productive, creative, kind. It's endless. The list is endless. When I'm not rested, I'm on opposite to all of those wonderful adjectives. You know, I get short-tempered, I get impatient, I get a tunnel vision, I start overthinking. So rest is very important to our well-being. And we know that also from research that the more people thought they needed the rest, the lower scores on their well-being were. You know, so that it's so the more rest you have, the higher you'll be scoring on your well-being. Yeah. So once the ones saying I need to rest more are lower because they're not rest. They're not getting enough of that rest. Absolutely. The, the thing that's hard, though, when you just described and you listed those things that you get from rest. At, I was hearing as at the same time as you listing those, I was listing the um, negative feelings I get from not doing the things that, that are productive Mm-hmm. So if I know that I've got, so this is something I struggle with a lot and I'm better at now. But if I'm, after the first lockdowns, I'd been so t- chained to my desk. As soon as I came away from it, I kept thinking, oh, you've got to be doing this work. You've got to be at your desk. You've got to be doing those emails because if you don't do them, they'll pile up and then things will get worse. So at the same time as you listing those positives, I was listing the negatives like almost at the same time. So it's how do you, how do you listen more to the advice of the positive than the negative? Because it's the negatives are so dominant mm. sometimes. Yes. I think additional argument that you could try to use is from 
neuroscience. That is, when we rest, it's for our brain to complete a process called integration. Integration means that our brain takes all the information that we are exposing it to and it starts learning and it starts organizing them. And if you don't rest, your brain doesn't have time to do that tidy up of information. Wow. Okay. So, yes, I understand that we kind of feel this urge that, no, no, I need to now make a decision and finish this task. But if you give your brain rest, it will have time to organize that information you're dealing with in something meaningful. And when you come back to the task, you will be much more efficient and better at it. Wow. Claudia, I just threw that at you and you... You hit it back with some neuroscience. <laughs> oh my gosh, you are insane. This is incredible. You are amazing. <laughs> well, science is my friend, Kitty. Okay, so we found the meaning in rest and we have now also seven different types of rest. So I, I'm really confident we can find extra meaning in rest and get those guilty thoughts and guilty feelings uh, under a carpet for some time. What about numbers then? Because as with happiness, we did try to kind of measure certain elements of it. So how can numbers tell us a little bit more about rest? I haven't kept a log of how much rest I've had this month but what I can tell you is that this month I've had every single weekend pretty much off work minus a few hours here and there and it's amazing it's not always possible to take weekends off but I cannot work any more seven days a week like I have done in the past and so something I can put a number to is the weekends I don't know if it's sad or not because I love it's not sad for me because I love my job I love what I'm doing but for work to be such a dominant huge part of our lives we can't get away from it we need to do it but it is the majority of our lives are spent working the two days off are really important and so that's where I was sort of seeing numbers is this making sure that you take these breaks within work and it does come down to work in the way that I was thinking mm -hmm. yeah absolutely I think that's when when we are working and we are in that flow sometimes we do forget take breaks and take mm. that restful moments and you're right yes on occasions we might be in situations we need to work weekends but you know we that shouldn't be the habit we should mm. have certain time off during the week to really recharge do you see a difference in your productivity in your overall well-being as a result of taking those two days off yeah 100 percent. i took a week off last summer it was a sort of state of mind that i'd never actually been in before and i i really didn't enjoy being away from my desk for that week and as soon as i got back to my desk i felt calm but it wasn't anything, it wasn't like I was doing any work at that second. It was just the fact that I was at my desk. And so not having enough time off made me feel like I couldn't have that time off. And it was a false reality, really. And so now I know mm. that I can take this time and I can come back to work. And hopefully I can demonstrate that to the rest of the team that 
if you're feeling pressure to work, because we work in social media, we manage social media marketing for different brands and, and businesses, and they can feel that pressure on social to work all the time. But actually, it's not good for anyone. And I hope by demonstrating that, that the guys in the team can feel that they can take this time off or at least talk to me if, if it's all getting too much. So, yeah big difference mm, absolutely so you're not only impacting your life you are the role model to your team and i think we forget that that if the mm. way we deal with rest is a role model example for our family for our children for our co-workers for our teams so if we don't do that then we kind of setting a standard that rest is rest is laziness and you shouldn't be doing it and you only deserve rest if you finish your tasks you can otherwise no 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 rest for you and those are obviously very you know really strongly uh, rooted assumptions in our culture of busyness and productivity but actually we know we already discussed this that we know that the rest is so useful for us so let's set up um, this amazing role model of having those restful moments there is an academic research called rest test when from Durham University when they measured and examined thoughts and habits people have about rest so they have like 18,000 participants from 135 different countries quite extensive mm. piece of research everyone felt they not getting enough rest they are not good at resting at all and the average spent on of rest previously that day was three hours and eight minutes Oh, okay. In a day? Yes. So the day before, people spent three hours and eight minutes of resting on average. That sounds like quite a nice number. Yeah, I thought three hours and eight minutes, not bad every day. But I think that sounds quite good. So they were saying that they weren't getting enough, but actually sounds all right to us. <laughs> or are we harsh critics? <laughs> maybe it's not enough yeah we maybe need to write to professors of Durham University and we're like hmm, how many hours did we expect to get rest <laughs> you know yeah. it's like sorry three hours sounds plenty what are your favorite activities of rest well at the moment I've been nesting Claudia I've got my own flat now and I've I've never been a nester. I've always been a shared house, get in, get out, you know, find your rest in the pubs, in the bars, <laughs> in like going out for drinks, going out for dinner, socializing. And now I am reupholstering furniture. I've bought myself a sander. <laughs> I've gone out in the garden. I'm pulling up weeds. I'm sitting in the garden, looking at the garden, thinking, oh, cannot wait to get in that soil and pull out those things I don't know what they're called but I don't want them there <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll sit at the end of the day being like ah what an amazing day of pottering around and making my making things look nice and making clothes and making things hmm. but I get enjoyment out of work and sometimes work can feel fulfilling and like I've and productive but I wouldn't describe it as rest ever because there's pressure and there's other people to please and there's 
things that need to be done and it's a bit of it's a concoction of things even though there are creative elements to it and I'm still making and producing and like doing things off my own speed and also collaborating with people but it doesn't feel like rest the things where I have not rested well but have had one moment this month which was wonderful where I did a yoga class that was a rejuvenation class for 45 minutes and included in that was meditation and breathing and I've never finished a class at home and felt so calm and like refreshed it felt like I'd had a kind of I don't know like a I'd hung upside down and I'd been uh, uh there was some sort of transfusion that took place and I felt amazing and it was I think there was it was partly this meditative element to it which is the thing that I struggle with to sit and meditate and just kind of have this clear mind mm. but I really enjoyed this one yoga class um and I've done it again since and it was it just felt lovely I love how everything that you're describing is those little almost ordinary moments of <gasps> yes that kind of mm. that kind of feeling i agree i think work it can, you know it's fascinating it's stimulating it's fun but it still requires you being on and you need to put mm. lots of energy into it whereas i feel in those kind of small restful moments that i can switch off mm. and that switching off means that i don't have to run on that high level of energy yeah. so everything that she's saying gardening scrapbooking yoga you can add to the list walking writing listening to radio all those things that you just switch off I think are those little restful moments and this is where our ordinary moments come into a place because I think that actually rest is nothing special it's quite ordinary Claudia Hammond in her book The Art of Rest she describes 10 restful activities based on research, mindfulness, daydreaming, mm. a nice hot bath, a good walk exercise, doing nothing in particular, listening to music, alone time, time in nature and reading. Yeah, lovely. Do you know what? I wrote down nature in my ordinary, I think because I'd been in the garden a bit, but nature really is an ordinary beautiful rest and you see the change and there's so much to look at you can sit still in nature do nothing and just watch things happen around you and uh yeah and cooking something you do every single day is so ordinary but I, I i did also say that i find cooking stressful sometimes but it's when there's this pressure if there's a time constraint if i've got to be out the door yeah then actually cooking isn't stre is stressful but when cooking is for myself, it's leisurely, it's an enjoyment, it's it's very restful. Yeah, so I think we're adding additional aspects of restful activities. We're not prescribing what these should be, but there are a few components you're mentioning, like no pressure from people, mm. time, environment we are in, they're kind of time for us a little bit boundless moments of this ordinary joy that we can do to really rest what a quote boundless moments of ordinary joy that is such a good <laughs> line claudia however kitty one thing that is missing from that list 
that we also proclaimed in one of our episodes are so important when taking a break is play <laughs> absolutely i was like come on on the base of the research they didn't come up with playful moments well play i think it's interesting because as discussed in the previous episode play and happiness there are so many different ways to play and then tying in with your was it seven different types of rest yes there mm-hmm. you said physical and i think of like playing football, playing tennis, playing these games where you get a social aspect, you get a physical aspect and you feel rested in some ways. Your body doesn't feel rested necessarily, but you can then lay back and feel the benefits of that physical exertion. And then the other thing I thought was where with this kind of feeling of pressure elaborated from, play can be quite tense for people. So I think play can be restful. Like Ruth and I were found this um movies quiz book that someone had left on their wall so it was like here's some books take these books and we picked up this quiz book it was so great it had illustration clues of like a hundred movies and we were walking down to the park and we sat in the park and we just played this movie quiz game together and we didn't want to leave the park it was such a nice day the sun was shining we were just playing this quiz game and the thing was that neither of us had to think of any questions it was a really beautiful book and it was a really fun game for us to play together and it was definitely a restful like it was rejuvenative rejuvenative it rejuvenated us for sure yeah Oh, that's that sounds amazing. And I do agree in terms of the play, even like, you know, simple games and generally board games. I must say these really helped to survive a lockdown. Yeah. For me and my husband with no major dramas, you know, because (laughs) we would be playing on even yesterday evening, you know, four hours, terraforming Mars, completely (laughs) switching off. And, you know, because of switching off, not having silly arguments about dirty cups in the sink. So, you know, I do recommend (laughs) play also for kind of relationship, um, relationship quality maintenance let's say Uh, but I also found quite interesting research that shows that if we are overthinking something and we start feeling anxious Mm. if you concentrate and spend eight minutes on playful positive activity could really anything it could be a game on your phone could be coloring it could be watching something eight minutes only it creates a destruction to your overthinking and improves your problem solving and decision making so play definitely a very powerful way to have a quick rest and kind of even change our thought process Okay, Kitty, we find out that rest does not equal sleep, but it's much more complex than that. And that there are seven different types of rest, which is kind of about unwinding, restoring ourselves in seven areas of our life. Do you remember which areas? (laughs) (laughs) Are you always asking me the quiz questions? It has to be. I didn't realize, Claudia, before that people think that I get these very quickly. But actually, 
uh, I edit out me not being able to get them. So letting everybody in to that this time round. Okay, we've got physical, mental, mm-hmm. spiritual, creative, emotional rest, sensory and social. So here we go. That's incredible. Well done. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> so a few ideas for you to have a better rest. Uh, find meaning in it. When you start feeling guilty that you're having rest, think about the really masses and masses of, of research that tells us how rest is important to us and how uh, much more productive, happier, creative we will be when we will approach another task that is in front of us. So find meaning in those restful moments. Put a number on it. You can measure how often you rest and what type of rest is most beneficial to you. So look at some statistics, see how you compare to three hours and eight minutes that come from the research from Durham University. Take pleasure in ordinary moments. I think we have plenty of these and we listed so many of different ordinary moments. The really trick is that you're not under massive time constraint, you don't have expectations from other people and you simply switch off. And finally, play more. Next month's burst of happiness is going to be about optimism. We'll be looking back on topics from series one as always. So this month we'll be talking Q, questions, R, resilience, S, social media, and T for time and happiness. Yes, and as always, we dare you to be happy. Bye! Bye!